Man, it's good to see you in the house of the Lord this evening. I don't, I don't have the same technological problems that Pastor has. I just open my notebook. It doesn't have an on button or anything. If I, if I mess up, it's just because I can't read. Amen. But it's good to see you in the house of the Lord tonight. And, and uh, I, think, I think there's a dog fight outside. Amen. But uh, we're, we're grateful for what God is doing. Uh, in Centerton, Arkansas, and in the hearts and lives of those that are that we uh, call the uh, body of believers, Amen. And uh, it's great, great to see you all this evening. Um, keep praying for those that uh, I, I, I kind of seen a theme when we prayed for the ones that we prayed for tonight. Uh, I know Sunday night, uh, most of those people were all together. Uh, the kid, those two kids particularly were, were together, uh, all that kind of stuff. So I'm seeing kind of a theme in, in the pass around uh, there. So, but uh, keep keep uh, everyone in prayer. Um, I know that uh, uh, Chelsea, she was, uh, I just got a text a little bit ago that they were still at the ER. And, and uh, I guess with the pregnancy and everything, she's kind of feeling weird and had been sick and stuff. So, um, so they had just... Um, Pray for all of them, uh, that they would just uh, be made whole uh, and that their bodies would come into alignment with the Word of God, amen, and, and that they would be healthy and well. Well, as as uh, Pastor has, has uh, preached recently and that we go ahead and, if you can bring my uh, thing up there, uh, obviously we're building a building. Well, everybody knows that. We've talked a lot about that. Uh, but at the same time, we're not just building a building. We're, we're striving to renew the, the church, not a building. We're striving to, to be renewed uh, by Christ and His Word, and as it works within us and in our lives, uh, we're striving to become like Christ and to be more like Him each and every day as, as we go along. So we're, we're going to talk a little bit about uh, uh, some analogies as it relates to building a building, but really going to put a spin of a spiritual emphasis uh, on that uh, as it relates to to the actual body of Christ uh, tonight. So uh, as as we, we open up, there was there was one day a, a pastor and his wife. I'm not suggesting it was our pastors necessarily. It could have been, but, uh, but uh, it was a pastor and his wife, and they were driving along a long stretch of road construction. Anybody ever been on a, on a road that they're, they're, they've got someplace they want to be? And it's uh, it's just a mess. And there's delays. There's uh, turnarounds. There's potholes. There's construction of all kinds, and it and it really interrupts your day uh, when that happens. I know in California they don't have any construction like that, do they? They're, they they you know, it's all just streamlined, perfect, and everything out there. Uh, but but in Arkansas you could be going along, and and there are there. I've seen some roads. I've been on the pig trail. anybody ever been on the pig trail before? Uh, on Highway 23 um, between Huntsville and Ozark, and I, I was driving along, and all of a sudden just half the road's just gone. It's just not there. It was after some rain, and they had little markers. I mean, you're already pig trailing like this, as it is. If you've ever, ever seen an aerial footage of that area of road, it is truly just, it's just like that. And, and all of a sudden, there's just the road washed off. It just dropped, and, it's, and about half of it's gone. And they got a little red marker, or a little, little ribbon, just make sure you don't hit, <laughs> you know, but, and that kind of slows you down. But as they went through these slowdowns and detours and stops along the way, finally they reached the end of all that mess. They'd been in it for a while. They, they finally got to the end of it. And, and, and out in front of them, the, it was all of a sudden smooth. 
nice, pretty asphalt, and it was just smooth and, 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 and really nice, and it stretched out way before him. And then there's this big sign that caught the wife's attention. It says, end of construction. Thank you for your patience. And she commented that those words would be very fitting words on her tombstone one day. End of construction. Thanks for your patience. And we, we probably need to put a big sign up like that when we get done with the construction of the building project. End of construction. Thanks for your patience. But we can really apply that. And those, as a matter of fact, those words really fit us as believers because in this life, we're under construction. We are continually under construction. We uh, accept Jesus as our Savior and our Lord. We begin a lifelong process of spiritual growth. And recently, Pastor had started a sermon series uh, entitled Halt. Can anybody tell me what the H stands for? A. Angry. L. Lonely. T. Tired. They're listening, Pastor. And most recently, one of the messages within that was this past Sunday, and it was called Attitude Check. And, and he was talking about, uh, as, as uh, one of our, our Pastor Jim at one point in time, and as, and as he was a youth pastor, uh, he, would, he would, as he was driving the van after a, a youth event, and it was, it was dark, and he was driving, and all of a sudden he flipped the light on and said, hand check, and everybody had to stick their hands up. Right? Hand check. And the same way, we were challenged this past Sunday to throw up our hands up and say, let's have an attitude check as a believer. Let's have an attitude check. And I want to run through those uh, 10 things Sunday uh, very quickly. So if you bring that slide up. If you can read those, read them with me. The first one is work towards unity. I know those are real small, aren't they? But you might be able to see them. Number two is examine motives. Number three is regard others more important than ourselves. Number four is look out for the interests of others. Five is serve willingly, obey God, trust God's timing for advancement, keep learning, be a student, stop complaining. Oh, well, let's go. Let's go. Stop complaining, Belinda. Let's one more time. Stop complaining, Belinda. Oh, stop arguing. <laughs> And those were things we were challenged. Throw up our hands and let's have a periodic attitude check. Amen. As a believer, as a body of Christ. And I just kind of want to build on that a little bit tonight and kind of move forward. Not with this, this was not derived from, from his series or anything like that. But I was, as I was preparing for, for today, um, really that kind of combined already in with what I kind of felt like God was doing. And I thought I want to kind of reiterate again. Uh, since we are on this journey as a, as a new song church body together, uh, to reiterate that and then, then kind of maybe build on that just a little bit. Next slide is this. The Holy Spirit works, us, works in us to remove our selfishness. And that could be fit in with, with, one, of those, with one of those things. And we're going to read Philippians 2. 1 through 7. So if you have your Bible, go ahead and open Philippians 2, 1 through 7, and, and we'll go through that. 
And then shortly after that, you can put your finger in Romans 12. And we'll be going there as well. We'll be reading a fair amount of Scripture. I'm, I'm, the majority of what I've, I've got is Scripture. And, and so there'll be a few comments in between. But really want to let Scripture speak for itself uh, this evening as, as we go through. So Philippians 2, 1 through 7. It says, Therefore, if you have any encouragement from being united with Christ, if any comfort from His love, if any common sharing in the Spirit if any tenderness and compassion, then make my joy complete by being like-minded, having the same love, being one in spirit and of one mind. Do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit. Rather, in humility, value others above yourself. I think there were some things in some of the uh, attitude check there that related in some of that already. Do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit. Rather, in humility, value others above yourselves, not looking to your own interest, but each of your interest, but each of you to the interest of others. Verse 5, it says, In your relationships with one another, have the same mindset as Christ Jesus, who being in very nature God, did not consider equality with God something to be used to his own advantage. Rather, he made himself nothing. By taking the very nature of a servant, being made in human likeness. We see all types of these attitude checks weaved in and out of those scriptures. So the Holy Spirit works in us to remove our selfishness. Secondly, the Holy Spirit works in us to renew our thinking. And we're going to look at another passage in Romans. It's going to be 12 and 2. Romans 12 and 2. Simply says this. Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that by testing you may discern what is the will of God. What is good and acceptable and perfect? Let's read that again. It says, Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that by testing you may discern what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect. So, first of all, we know that the Holy Spirit wants to work in us to remove our selfishness. The Holy Spirit works in us to renew our thinking. The Holy Spirit wants to develop qualities in us that are more Christ-like. And where else to go than to the Word to know what Christ was like? I heard, I heard a, uh, a message recently uh, from, from Robert Morris at a gateway church, and, and he was talking about the Word and the importance of the Word, and, and uh, it was talking about, um, you know, it really is a light. You know, the, the Scripture talks about it's a, it's a lamp unto your feet and a line unto your path, and, and really it's one of those things that uh, when darkness is, uh, is there and in place, that if you just kill the lights just for a second. Darkness is, is present, right? But... You know, it's, it's very, 
it's, it's interesting because when you think about the light of the Word, it's like that switch that He turns on. And it's not that the light has to work very hard at all. But it is simply like a light switch, and it illuminates the darkness. And the darkness is gone. So if we want to be a light and be illuminated within uh, the darkness, within the world that we already know is a, is a dark and ugly place at, at times, that it's simply uh, uh, it's a matter of flipping the switch of the light, and, and it doesn't struggle. The, I thought it was interesting to hear him say, you know, the point is it's really not even hard. It's the, it's the, the light, when the light switch is on, the darkness is gone, and the light is made, is made known. And just like we're, if, if you ever walk through the dark at, at night, maybe you get up in the night and, and, uh, and go get a little snack or something out of the refrigerator, and you're walking along. CJ, I know this never happened. Uh, but if he, he might have hit his, he didn't want Jim to know what he was eating. So, you know, as he's walking out, he stubs his toe, uh, probably. Uh, and and uh, but you know what? That's because there's there's the path is not lit. He, you know, otherwise, any time of the day, you know, you can walk through there and and it's not an issue. You don't ever stub your toe or anything like that. And so it's just talking about uh, illuminating, and we want to illuminate by the Word of God to be more Christ-like uh, in our hearts and lives. And a lot of people they don't want to go first place to the Word simply because if they're in a dark place of some kind. The, the word automatically illuminates, right? So that's, the, that's not the first place they want to go because they don't want it to, to crash their party. And so it's important that uh, if we choose to be Christ-like, we want to be, if we choose to be a believer and accept the free gift that God has given us, that it's very important that we, we go first to the word so that we can allow it to illuminate us and to renew us in our hearts and in our minds, that that's what we want to do tonight, to be more Christ-like. I'm going to be reading a, 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 a several, we'll just leave that where it's at for the moment, but uh, we'll go through some different scriptures here as we're talking about being more Christ-like. In Colossians 3, 1 through 14, it says, If then you have been raised with Christ, seek the things that are above where Christ is. What do we just talk about? If, if, you, if, you, if you have frustrations, if you have things in your life that, that you, you want to have uh, uh, addressed and, you, and, you, and you've gone to Christ as your Savior and, and you are a believer, then where do you go? You go where He is. Seek the things that are above, where Christ is, seated at the right hand of God. Set your minds on things that are above and not on things that are on the earth. For you have died... And your life is hidden with Christ in God. When Christ, who is your life, appears, then you also will appear with Him in glory. Verse 5, it says, Put to death, therefore, what is earthly in you. And it has a whole bunch of stuff there. Sexual immorality, impurity, passion, evil desires, and covetousness, which is idolatry. On account... Have you ever... I, you know, some things just hit you when you start reading. I didn't catch that earlier when I was studying through there. But it talks about idolatry. I'm not a doll. I'm not. I don't. I don't believe. I don't fall for idols. I don't. You know, I'm not an idolater. But what does it say? Covetousness. Have you ever coveted something? A vehicle driving down the road. You know, 
well, I really want that. And I'm not saying it's just, oh, that's nice, because, you know, there's a lot of things. It's okay. You know, hey, that's, that's a nice thing. But if it gets into your heart and into your spirit and it's something that, you know, uh, that, that you, you truly covet, that is idolatry. On account of these, the wrath of God is coming. In these, you too once walked when you were living in them. But now you must put them all away. Anger, wrath, malice, slander, and obscene talk from your mouth. Do not lie to one another, seeing that you have put off the old self with its practices and have put on the new self, which is being renewed in knowledge after the image of his creator. Nowhere here have I found yet that, it's, that we're to look like anything else but our creator and our, and our savior. And we put on to the new self, which is being renewed in knowledge after the image of his creator. Here there is no Greek and Jew, circumcised and uncircumcised, barbarian, slave, free, but Christ is all and in all. Verse 12, it says, put on then as God's chosen ones, holy and beloved, compassionate hearts, kindness, humility, meekness, and patience, bearing with one another. And if one has complained against another, forgive each other as the Lord has forgiven you. So you must also forgive. And above all these things, put on love, which binds everything together in perfect harmony. Paul describes this process as a work of God. He said in Philippians 1.6, he says, I am sure of this, that he who began a good work in you, he who began a good work in you will bring it to completion on the day of Jesus Christ. Someday we'll say end of construction. Thank you for your patience. In his way, well done, good and faithful servant. Come in, enter in to the joys that, that I have for you. As we travel on this journey toward heaven, it's important that we choose to cooperate with God's construction of our lives. We have to cooperate. Pastor knows this as much as anybody else. Uh, I've been in some building process in my, in my life, and, and people have to cooperate. And sometimes they don't cooperate, and it, and it causes detours. It causes mistakes. It causes mess-ups. It causes all those different things. But we as believers can also hinder the work that God wants to do within us if we choose to not listen, to not obey, right? To not to, not to do those things that he's asked us to do. So as we travel, we must choose, make a conscious uh, effort and a conscious choice to cooperate with God's construction, which is in his word. And when his work is complete... As 1 John 3, 2 says, we shall be like him. Amen. I believe this is an old, old course to a song, uh, I, I believe. It says, more about Jesus, let me learn. More of his holy will discern. Spirit of God, my teacher be, showing the things of Christ to me. I hope that's our prayer tonight. To learn more about Jesus. God loves us too much to stay as we are. We can relate that to a variety of different examples. And the different situations uh, within our lives. Uh, our, our children. We tell our children. Hey we love you enough. 
to do what we feel like we need to do in order to make sure that that you're you're following uh, God's will for your life and what he has asked and that's hard sometimes and that's you know it's hard for them to hear it's hard for us to do sometimes and but I'll tell you so it doesn't matter who you are if if you know we've all we've all been there at some point in time um in new song journey God loves new song and the and the people in this community that do not know Jesus enough to ask someone and someone's to be obedient and and to pick up this cross and and build build this building God loves the sinner too much and as we as he prods our hearts as the holy spirit works in our hearts and our lives and prods us to do and and to serve in the different ways and the different things that god is asking us to do even now in this place and as we prepare to go forward he loves us too much to leave us as we are sometimes we don't have the means or the ability to build this church we can all say that we didn't have the the you know if if we had the the physical means already there, it had already been done, and we'd have sat there w- drinking some tea and and watch it happen, you know. We didn't we didn't have the means or the ability to build this church completely by ourselves. We had to have help in the building process. The help had to come from an outside source. We have no choice but to depend on those those other sources. This is the same with our Christian walk and our journey. We must depend on an outside source to make it in this life. We depend on help from above to renew our body, to renew our spirit, to to renew our soul. In the natural, there's already a foundation of compacted dirt. When we went out there, there was some dirt uh, that was compacted. Uh, There was some concrete uh, that was laid down there. And that's, that's, that's a foundation. That's some strong foundation. And that's like at the moment in time which we have given our lives to Christ and accepted that gift from him. That's setting the foundation. That is the foundation. But we're not finished with the foundation. When we went out there, uh, what was it, four or five in the morning when the concrete started, truck started rolling in? I remember that morning. The light, we had the lights on, big big lights on and all that kind of stuff. And probably, I don't know, 20, 30 trucks, I mean, tons of trucks just come on, coming out there and, and pouring all that in. That's, that's like at the moment in time which we have, have made our commitment to Christ. That is the foundation. And it's strong. And that's the same again with our born-again experience with our acceptance of Jesus Christ as our Lord and Master. We have a sure foundation, a rock-solid promise of eternal life that if we trust in the Lord Jesus Christ, but it doesn't end there. There's a continual construction process in our hearts and lives. Let's start by looking at the structure of the physical building or sanctuary, as, as someone might would say. It's made out of wood or metal. There's a variety of, of, of products and a variety of things that the church is built out of. But that main structure uh, is, is this. Concrete foundation. There were some fabricated beams, uh, fabricated uh, trusses and, and walls and things that had to be just so-so. 
and and those really became the the foundation, the main structure. And we're gonna we're gonna apply that to to like the Word of God. That is the main structure. That is the main source of our of our walk uh, on this journey. Psalms eighteen thirty says, "This God, His way is perfect. The word of the Lord proves true. He's a shield for all those." Who take refuge in him. Proverbs 30 verse 5 says. Every word of God. Proves true. He's a shield to those. Who take refuge in him. Isaiah 40 verse 8 says. The grass withers. The flower fades. But the word of God. Will stand forever. Matthew 4 4 says. But he answered. It is written. Man shall not live by bread alone. But by every word that comes from the mouth of God. Luke eleven twenty eight 28 says, But he said, Blessed rather are those who hear the word of God and keep it. That means obey it. We must hide the word in our hearts so we will not sin against God. Amen. We must hide the word in our hearts so we will not sin against God. So number one, the word is our main it's our main structure uh, for the building. Number two, there's a roof over top. And what our particular style of roof is a metal roof that's on there. And we want to apply that to the blood covering. The blood covering. In the Old Testament, blood covering was over the door. If you remember uh, scripture uh, talked about how they how they put uh, blood over the door. In the New Testament, in Matthew 26, 28, it says, For this is my blood of the covenant, which is poured out for many for the forgiveness of sins. A lot of times as we uh, take our sacraments, as we are, are doing communion, part of that, that verse a lot of times is read, and as we're holding that cup, it represents and is, resembles uh, this blood covering. It's for the blood of the covenant, which is poured out for many for the forgiveness of sins. Just like that roof covers the blood of Jesus Christ covers our hearts and our lives. First John, it says in one seven, it says, but if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another and the blood of Jesus, his son, cleanses us from all sin. Amen. Isaiah 53, five, it says, but he was pierced for our transgression. He was crushed for our iniquities upon him was the chastisement. That brought us peace, and with his wounds we are healed. So number one, we must hide his word in our hearts that we might not sin. Number two, we must daily pray and trust in the work of Christ and the blood of Jesus that covers our sins. We can count on it. So we have the main structure, which is what we would call uh, the, the foundation and the, the framing whether that be in, in iron framing or whether that be in, in the wood trusses and things of that nature. We have the roof, which is the blood covering. And then, but also within those walls, uh, the electrician comes in and weaves all kinds of wires through that building. There's tons and tons of wires through, through there, just going here and there and everywhere uh, for the electricity. And we want to attribute that to tonight as the Holy Spirit. Luke eleven thirteen says, If then you who are evil 
know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will the Heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask Him? And it simply said, for those who ask Him. Just kind of like, you know, we have the light switch on the wall over here. Even though He's not a genie in the bottle, and we're not, we're not suggesting that tonight, by the way. But just as this light switch receives something by flipping that switch, it's the same thing as the Scripture talks. Even then, you who are evil know how to give good gifts to your children. How much more will the Heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit? Just if we ask, if we simply ask Him. Matthew 3.11 says, I baptize you with water for repentance, but he who is coming after me is mightier than I, whose sandals I am not worthy to carry. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire. As we talked about the light earlier, but the Holy Spirit also helps us with direction in life. Luke 4.1, it says, And Jesus, full of the Holy Spirit, returned from Jordan and was led by the Spirit in the wilderness. Acts 16.6 says, And they went through the region, having been forbidden by the Holy Spirit to speak the word in Asia. So as they were seeking to where they were supposed to speak and share the good news, God says specific, the Holy Spirit specifically says, Do not go here, but go here. And they were obedient, and it gave them direction in their life. John 14, 26 says, But the Helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things. Say all things. He will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all that I have said to you. I remember I was at an Arsalm class in, in Hot Springs uh, one time, and uh, and the uh, professor that was there to, to conduct the class, and we were doing some testing later, uh, he said, let's pray uh, that, uh, that God would bring to you everything to your remembrance. So he talked about bringing to your remembrance. But he said, keep in mind, if you've never put it there in the first place, it really can't come back to you in remembrance. So God, bring, bring me to remembrance that chapter I didn't study. It doesn't work very good that way. <laughs> He will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all that I've said to you. So if he said it to us, we've had to have read it and have partaken of that into our hearts and into our lives. It gives the power, gives light to see. Luke 12, 12, it says, For the Holy Spirit will teach you in that very hour what you ought to say. It's just like Pastor was talking tonight as, as, uh, as we... Uh, endeavor to go out into our communities and open up our hearts and our lives to those and as the Holy Spirit begins to, to dwell up within you and to be able to speak out things that sometimes you don't even know where it's coming from you're not sure how it got there and sometimes you get done and go man that was pretty good I don't I'm not sure <laughs> where that that arrived from but that's the Holy Spirit working within you and giving you things that you need to say at the very moment that you that you need it John 14, 26. But the Helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all that I have said to you. Then not only does it give direction, not only does it give us uh, uh, power uh, and, and light to see, but it gives us boldness as well. 
And Acts 1.8 says, But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you will be, in, you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and all Judea and Samaria and into all the ends of the earth. Acts 4.31 says, And when they had prayed, the place where they were gathered together was shaken, and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and continued to speak the word of God with boldness. We must continually allow the Holy Spirit to search our lives. Hands up. Attitude check, right? We must continually, that's, you know, and as we all know, we've sang before, I surrender. You know, somebody sticks a gun up. I, I'm not, hey, I, I'm. In the same way, we must continually, as we're walking this journey, take a periodic, I surrender. God, give me an attitude check. Give me a, 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 a behavior check. Give me a whatever kind of check I need. Give me a big check with, with dollar bills on it. <laughs> Just give me a check, right? Bless the Lord. We, <laughs> we must continue. That's not in my notes, but that's good. If we can take a big check that way. We must continually allow the Holy Spirit to search our hearts, this temple, and we must allow him to renew our lives. Titus 3.5 says, He saved us, not because of works done by us in righteousness, but according to his own mercy, by the washing of regeneration and renewal, being renewed of the Holy Spirit. So we've talked about the structure. We've talked about the blood covering. We've talked about the electric. And we also have heat and air. We have sometimes a lot of air on Sunday mornings. And most of the time, I love it. Most of you hate it. But, but what does that do? We have heat and air that comes out of those vents. That we're gonna we're gonna pattern that af or, or or speak that as to continue to seek and stir up the gifts that God has given you. That air that comes out of there it begins to to swirl and 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 stir up the air in here. We want to relate that to the stirring up of the gifts in our hearts and in our lives. And God is stirring us now in this place to stir those gifts in our hearts and our lives. First Chronicles 16:11 says, "Seek the Lord and his strength. Seek his presence continually. Seek his presence continually." So we must allow the Holy Spirit to search our hearts. Next, we need to seek first the kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will be added unto you. Number five, we're going to talk about wall covering. So we've covered a lot of the different phases. And then you get into sheetrock. In, in this case, it's sheetrock and, and paint, you know, texture and paint. Belinda knows about paint. Lost and lost of paint. But as that is a covering, it's a wall covering, we want to attribute that in, from a spiritual sense and talk about holiness just for a few moments. 1 Corinthians 6.19 says, Or do you not know that your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit within you, whom you have from God? You are not your own. 
And Romans 12, 1 and 2 says, I appeal to you, therefore, brothers, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is your spiritual worship. Our daily walk is a spiritual worship. Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that by testing you may discern what is the will of God, which is good and acceptable and perfect. Leviticus 20 and verse 7 says, Consecrate, which means sanctify yourselves. Therefore, and be holy, for I am the Lord your God. We should be running, not, and, and I want to be careful to make sure you understand, this is not a, that's not a works mentality, it's not a situation of uh, I'm holier than somebody else, or you know that type of attitude, that's really an attitude check situation, um, and, and those type of things, but Scripture does command us and show us how we ought to live and how we ought to, to behave. And while none of us have acquired the end of construction sign in that area, in our hearts and our lives, it is something we should, that we should at least uh, give, give the Holy Spirit access in our hearts and lives and that we strive with the, the attitude that is of humility and, and so forth to walk forward and, and strive to be holy as God is holy. And then lastly, a very common passage of Scripture in Ephesians chapter 6, 10 through 18, as we're talking about a covering, not a wall covering. It's talking about the armor of God. And most of you, this is very, very common Scripture. And it says this in verse 10 of chapter 6. It says, Finally, be strong in the Lord and in the strength of His might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may able to stand against the schemes of the devil. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the cosmic powers over the present darkness, against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly places. Therefore, take up the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand in the evil day and having done all to stand firm. Stand. Therefore, having fasted on the belt of truth, having put on the breastplate of righteousness, and as shoes for your feet, having put on the readiness given by the gospel of peace, in all circumstances, take up the shield of faith, which you can extinguish all the flaming darts of the evil one. Take on the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God, praying at all times in the Spirit with all prayer and supplication to that end. Keep alert with all perseverance. Make supplication for all the saints. That's another whole, that's another whole sermon in itself within just that, that passage. But I want to say all that to say this and to conclude this. We are God's workmanship. We are God's building. We are. We are God's people. And God wants His church to grow and be built up, not for the sake of a physical building, but for the sake 
of the kingdom of God. He is faithful to complete the work in us that He has started. And I'm thankful that one day He's going to say, Well done, good and faithful servant. Construction is over. Thanks for your patience. Let's stand for a moment. We're going to end in a... We're going to sing. As I was sitting there this afternoon kind of going over my message this this old song just a chorus of a song and I thought it really applied and, and I sent a text to uh, Sister Belinda and said hey if you'd be prepared to, 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 to play this song tonight and she replied back and said you know it's funny I'd actually already been looking at that song earlier today so I said well that, that works it out that, that's all good so let's sing Lord prepare to be a sanctuary pure and holy tried and true with thanksgiving I'll be Let's lift our hands up. Let's sing it out again. Lord, prepare me to be a sanctuary, pure and holy, tried and true, with thanksgiving. I'll be a living, I'll be a living sanctuary for you. Come on, let's sing it one more time. Lord, prepare me to be a sanctuary. Pure and holy, tried and true, with thanksgiving, I'll be a living sanctuary for you. Heavenly Father, we thank you. We magnify you. We bless you simply for who you are. We bless you. We honor you tonight. We give you right away in our hearts and in our lives. We ask that you renew our hearts and renew our minds even now. Father, may we go towards you, the source for anything and everything that we have need of. And may we go to your scripture and to communication with you through prayer and be spirit-led as we walk this journey for you and for your glory. And we'll give you praise in Jesus' name. Amen.
message. I'm excited for Sunday. Remember, we're in the series, Help. And uh, I won't give a spoiler alert. I'll just tell you, don't miss this Sunday. And, uh, it's going to switch gears. Um, it's been stepping on toe messages for two Sundays. And um, this Sunday will be hopefully a, a time of healing for, for some, too. So uh, we'll be here 9 or 11. The 9 o'clock service has plenty of space. You second service folks might just feel like getting up early and going to the donut shop and then coming over for 9 a.m. We love you. Stay in fellowship as long as you like. If you're having to head home, just be careful and we'll see you Sunday bright and early or at the project if you have a day off.